This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. We begin the program tonight by shining a light on two stars of the silver screen, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Salty sea dog Slate Shannon, played by Bogey, owns a Cuban hotel, Shannon's Place, shelters a assortment of treasure hunters, revolutionaries, and other shady characters. And with his sidekick and ward, the sultry sailor Duval, played by Lauren Bacall, tagging along, he encounters modern-day pirates in other tough situations while navigating the waters around Havana. Aboard his boat, the bold venture, Slate and Sailor experience intrigue, mystery, and romance in the sultry settings of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Calypso singer King Moses, played by Jester Hurston, provides musical bridges by threading plot situations into the lyrics of the songs. Music for the series was by David Rose. Here's the episode first aired in 1952, entitled Engaged in Murder. Bold Venture Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Bold Venture. Magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue. Feels good, huh, sailor? Morning sun in your face, the Caribbean wind in your hair. How else would it be? Well, that's what I said. Good. How does it look on me? Well, let me consider it. Yeah. You at the wheel of our boat, the sun on your lips, square patch on your dungarees. We finished this fishing trip, sailor. You go buy a midi blouse with an extra pair of pants. Gee, Willikers, Daddy, you make me feel like a girl who was born with a silver ladle in her mouth. Come closer, kid, and I'll lipstick a thank you on your brow. If you want to show gratitude, go aft and thank Mr. Jeffrey. He's paying for the trip. I tried. I went aft. Gentle and furry as a kitten. I said thank you for hiring us, Mr. Jeffrey. Thank you for the payment we will receive when we set you ashore with your load of fish. Thank you, I said. And what did he say? He grunted. So I flounced off. 
So I left him to his rod and reel. Well, so long as he pays us, you won't let a grunt stand between him and you, huh, sailor? Jeffrey came to me, hired the boat for a fishing trip for him and a friend. But the friend never showed up. That cuts our profits in half. So you'll buy only one pair of pants. Let me finish, huh? So he hires our boat. If he wants to sit there and fish in Lonesome Splendor, not talk to anyone, grunt. That's his right. That's... Hey, he's got a strike. Listen to that line sing. Hey, Jeffrey, you got a big one, a beauty. Look at that sport go. Now, oh, let him run a little more. Now, now reel in. Reel in. What's the matter, kid? Don't freeze up now. I said reel in. Ah, you lost him. You had a picture fish and you lost him. Jeffrey. Hey, Jeffrey, what's the matter with you? What? I heard the line snap, Slate. What's with this, Jeffrey? An amateur? How does he let a beauty like that get away from him? I'll tell you how, sailor. He died. He's dead. That's how. I wish you'd say something, Rico. Pensive. In thought. I am thinking about it. Mm, stop here for a minute. Of course, of course, as you wish it. Amy. Shh. That diamond's winking at me. The blue one. It's about three carats. I'll want that one, Rico. In my wedding ring. From you to me. Because I love you. And you can afford it. You could buy me a sack full out of the small change you carry. Amy. Mm-hmm. Amy, you are sure. About Senor Jeffrey, I mean. The Senor from Iowa. It is no longer between you and Senor Jeffrey what it used to be. That's what's bothering you, huh? See. Si. Rico, listen to me. Matt Jeffrey showed up in Havana a couple of days ago. Oh, I'll admit it. There was a flutter when he called. I met him this morning for breakfast and to go fishing. When I saw him, I laughed to myself because I was happy. Happy. Because I knew he didn't mean anything to me. Just you, Rico. That's why I left Matt Jeffrey before we went in the restaurant. And that's why I came running to you without even changing. Mm. Buy me a wedding ring, Rico. Congratulate me, Senor Shannon, Senorita Duval. You did something, LaSalle? A beautiful thing. A clever thing. I have apprehended the murderers of Matt Jeffrey. He was murdered? Well, the man died quietly on our boat. There was no one around. And Only was... you ain't, Senor Shannon. And inside the dead man, enough poison to have killed him three times over. Matt Jeffrey was murdered. If you say so. And you've got his murderers. I'm glad for you and for Jeffrey. Who are they? You and you. Please, sign your confessions. We will shake hands and we will still be friends. Here, sign. All written out for us, huh, LaSalle? Hmm. Well, read me the small print where it says why we killed him. I left these spaces blank for you to fill in. Because I also could not puzzle why you want dead a man who is so poor he must live in Havana in a mouse hole like the Las Flores Hotel. A man who digs into his savings to hire your boat for fish. A man who... How much dough you got on you, sailor? Three bucks and a dime. Why? Well, let's see. I've got, uh, yeah... Not $42. That makes 45 and a dime for a candy bar. Enough for bail, LaSalle? 
for 45 pesos, you expect that I... Oh, would... here's another buck. I was holding it out for cab there. Come on, sailor. Let's go fill in the blank spaces on why we killed a man. Here's 20 centavos back, senor. Take a streetcar. A streetcar named, we desire you to come back to the pokey. Come back. Or we bring you back on a dummy gun rickshaw. <laughs> Don't you pay attention to us? It is so seldom, Senor, that a man brings his blushing bride to this hotel for a honeymoon that I am beside myself with frenzy and delight. And now I can do for you what? Didn't you have a guest here named Matt Jeffrey? Uh, <laughs> this desk bell would just about fit in the middle of that yawn, Chico. All right, you ask Put for it. Put the bell down, Slate. Chico. Chico, look at. You know something, Chico? You're the cutest little old Chico I've seen uh, all day. Observe, senorita, when I yawn. Gold teeth flash. Twenty-three gold teeth in my mouth. I have a friend who has twenty-five gold teeth. They are expensive. How much? Ten pesos. Current fee for the bicuspid of gold. You'll get it. What about Matt Jeffrey? This morning he walked out into the Havana daylight. Before he left for the daylight, he made two calls through the telephone in his room, through the switchboard at my left, out into the world of hustle and bustle. Ten pesos, senor, for the numbers he called, and so that I may eat with gold. Yeah, here. And here to you. I give you thanks. Here's two nickels, Sally. Use that payphone on the wall. Call these numbers. Right. Norton's art shop. Norton speaking. Who? Norton. Ray Norton. Oh, sorry. I got the wrong number. First one was Norton's art shop, Slate. Try the other one. Okay. Hello? Hello. This is Mary, the sunshine girl. Your phone number has been selected to receive a spiffy prize of one year's free service. May I have your name and address, please? Amy Webb, 1212 Paseo Royale. Free service for what? Got him, Slate. Let's go. Yes? I'm Slate Shannon. This is Sailor DeVal. And? We took a man named Matt Jeffrey on a fishing trip this morning. He died. He was poisoned. Come in. This is a cozy nook. What did this coffee table set you back, honey? Don't I know you? Maybe. I don't remember. What do you two characters want? Matt Jeffrey called you a couple of hours before he died. If it twists you inside, you can call me, too. What about Matt Jeffrey? Was a nice fellow. Had shoulders. Went good with tall corn. You got shoulders, too. Why don't you get rid of the drab girl, Slate? See? I'm biting my lip. I'm being very nice. I'm behaved. Mm-hmm. Well, the police are in on this, Amy. Maybe we can save you some grief. I'll go along with that. Matt was a boy from Iowa I was engaged to once. 
We rubbed cheeks at college dances. He showed up in Havana, called me a couple of nights ago. I saw him this morning. He called you this morning, too. To make final arrangements for the day. Breakfast, then a fishing trip. Dull, huh? Did you have breakfast with him? Mm-hmm. We were crossing an alley. A cat ran by and rubbed itself against his trousers. Matt kicked the cat in the face. You think I'd want to spend a day with a... Amy, I... Oh, oh I did not know you had people. I don't have them. They're leaving. Who are you? Uh, permit my introduction. I am Rico Sebastian. Beloved by her, and so engaged. Ah, you're a lucky man. You are lovely this evening, Amy. And in two weeks, you will be to me. No more flying airplane trips to Iowa to see your mother. No more meeting of fellow youth like my Jeffrey. Shh, no darling. More. You're embarrassing, the sunshine girl. Goodbye, you two. Get out. Wouldn't have it any other way. Come on, sailor. What now, Brain? Now, let's try another wrong number. Let's try Norton's art shop. You've come all the way down to this nook of old Havana just because a man named Matt Jeffrey called me this morning? Uh-huh. We had another reason, too. Jeffrey died on our boat this morning of murder. So you see, Mr. Norton, why we go around Havana looking in nooks and crannies. You never know what you'll come up with. And you came up with me, one of the artists, folks. I want to tell you about me. I found my soul in Havana. Why, you'd be surprised the people that bring their photographs to me to paint a lifelike portrait from. What would Jeffrey want it? Picture painted from a snapshot? Oh, not of him. Of his pussycat. That man's crazy about cats. He brought me a photograph of Tabby. I had a copy made to paint from, mailed him back his original. Crazy about cats, huh? We heard different place. We heard he was a cat kicker. Well, he must have heard wrong, sailor. Mr. Norton here says Jeffrey was mad for cats. Mr. Norton wouldn't lie, would Mr. Norton? Indeed I wouldn't. I'll just prove it to you. I'll go in the back room and bring out the portrait I did of Tabby, Mr. Jeffrey's cat. You just wait here. Hurry back, Mr. Norton. I just can't wait to hear more about your soul and the pussycat. Goody. Only be a minute. Ah! Ah! Norton, what happened? Please. Uh, maybe we can get help. For you. Maybe for me, not for Norton. He can't wait that long. He's just been shot to death. <laughs> Bogart and Lauren Bacall, and the second act of our story. On a fishing trip, a man did go, cast his bait, and what do you know? When a fish nibbled and yanked on line, man took a deep breath for very last time. This 
seems to be the custom of the day, and I will explain exactly what I say. Another fellow who was clever with paint met a pistol bullet, and now he ain't. And I'm just living for the second that LaSalle finds out we were the last ones to have talked to him. And LaSalle will find out, Miss Taylor. You want Slate to hear you. I heard him, Taylor. LaSalle won't play with us this time. This time we're in it good. If I can understand one thing, I wouldn't feel so bad Pardon, about... Pardon, Senor Shannon. Well, hello, Rico. Glad you're here. Sit down. On matters of urgency, I do not sit. My fiancé, the Senorita Amy Webb, is in difficulty. Your name comes first to the lips of those in Havana who wish to skirt the police. Those who have difficulty and cannot discuss it to authorities come to Senor Shannon. This I have heard, and I am willing to pay for the privilege. Now, let's skip the pay, Rico. For now. When Amy came back from a vacation to visit her mother in the Estados Unidos, in your estado of Iowa, she commenced to be blackmailed. Well, that would fit. I don't know how exactly, but it would fit. And so, the phone call to her. Pay me $20,000 for some information, the man said, about one hour ago. Says to meet him with money at the Arribadero dock, near the port agent's shack at 11. Listen to me, Rico. Tell her to do it. I'll be there. I'll be in the doorway of that port agent's shack. Tell Amy to walk past me. Keep walking back and forth past me. So if anyone approaches her, I'll know it. Yes, yes. And tell her not to talk to me. Above all, she's not to talk to me. No one must know I'm there. Got that? Si, senor. I have it exactly. You, Rico? See me, all my beloved. Me, I come in. So formal, Rico. The gentle tap, the polite request. We're going to be married, remember? Come in, please. I've been to Shannon. He has agreed to help you, to give you protection. For money? What does he matter? What matters is that he will hold you from harm. So I'm to go ahead and rub noses with the blackmailer on the dock, huh? You are not to speak to him. You are to make no outcry. You are only to walk, so Shannon will know you are there. He'll know, too. Later, no, I'm there. That's all? You didn't buy me anything? A little present? A little happy-happy? I did not think, Amy. I only... How greedy I am, too. You gave me Shannon. What more could I want? Blake. Blake, you're there, aren't you? Keep walking, you fool. Don't talk to me. I'm frightened. A hundred percent frightened, Blake. He sees you talking to me, he'll kill. He's already killed twice. He's got the habit. Walk away. I'm frightened. No hysterics, kid. It's not the time. Beat it, Amy. Walk. Okay. Here goes a pretty girl. Get him, Blake. Get him. Get him. You're the guy I want to talk to, Buster. I'm coming after you, Buster. Slade. Slade, are you all right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. Surprised, I guess. Oh, there's blood in your cheek. Yeah, well, bullets do that to my cheek, Amy, when they graze it. 
Why did you cry out? I told you not to. I'm a girl. Situations like this upset me. Yeah. He got away. Your blackmailer's a buddy of mine, Amy. He's got teeth that shine in the dark. So you didn't get Amy's blackmailer. That's why we're going back to that man in the flea bag, huh? Your vision of penance for a deed not done. The guy had a yawn that enchanted me. You mind? Long ago, Slate, I learned not to Bully mind. for you. After me, sailor. Hi, Chico. Guess who? Please, Andale, go away. Do not stand and gloat on me. Slate's eager to see you yawn again, Chico. Yawn for the man. Yeah, do that, Chico. Flash the gold. Ten paces if you open your mouth wide. You tarnish my gold by customers with my blood, senor. You left a double empty space in the jobbers. What more do you want? I got two of your teeth, huh, Chico? Meet a blackmailer, sailor. I spoil it. My message, I lose it. Amateurs should not play this game that is murder on teeth. Oh, you fouled up on the blackmail, but you got to kill two men. Matt Jeffrey by poison. Ray Norton by bullet. You've had a busy day, little old Chico. You are both very slap-happy people, no? Sure we are, Chico. I'm going to slap you right down to police headquarters. That way I'll beat a couple of murders off my shoulders. On your feet, golden oh, boy. Take your hand for my tear-stained jacket and I will explain. Yeah, do that, Chico. With my hand on this stain, here. A letter came from my once-room guest, Matt Jeffrey. After he is deceased, I open it. Picture him. Blackmail picture to a man with brains. More brains than to me. So you called Amy Webb? Who else to call? She has had photographs in Havana papers because she will marry Havana millionaire. Who else to call? Where's the picture? In my beach shack on Vedaro Beach. The dirtiest one. The painted red and blue. The one in the shakiest stilts under a loose board in the floor. We check you with the police, Chico. Then we check a loose board. Coming, golden boy. He sat under a loose board. Would have been easier if he'd sat under a tight board. What isn't loose in here? Lift him up, sailor, one by one, till we find the treasure. <laughs> We're having fun, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, what'd you say? Oh, I said it's a moonlight night and the sea is bright and I'm as jolly as can be. What'd you think I said? It sounded more like... Hey, I think I... Yeah, I found him, sailor. Blackmail stuff, huh? Let me peek. Huh. Amy in a junior swimsuit. Matt Jeffrey in pinup shorts. And both leaning against a brand new car. That's all? Take another look. Where are they? Hmm. To me, it looks like Miami. I've been to Miami. And to me, it looks like Miami. Kill me, it is Miami. Yeah. It's a cozy piece of blackmail. That's blackmail to be in my... Slate, quit snapping your gun. That's a rifle, sailor. Someone's trying to kill us. Come on. It's through here, sailor. This back door. Dive into the water. But... Last one in is a dead duck. <laughs> Your Shannon, Senorita Duval, please come in. Amy, tell me what happened to your cheek, Senor. I will pay for the scar it leaves. We charge by the footage. Where's Amy? I will get her. Amy, 
Amy darling, we are visitors. Senor Shannon, Senorita Duval. I heard Rico say he'd pay you for your scarf, mate. I want to contribute, too. You touch one inch of that scarf, sis, and you'll have a few of your own. I just want to let you two know that I've got this thing wrapped up now. Take a look at this wet picture, Rico. Wet, because when we get a picture like this, we like to swim around with it. Especially when there's someone urging us onward with a rifle. Go on, take a look at it, Rico. Tweaking, isn't it, Rico? Look at it, Amy. I thought you were in Iowa three weeks ago. I told you I was. That means I was. But this picture... It was taken seven years ago, in Miami. Matt and I were on the debating society for our college. We went to Miami to debate. Who won, sis? Yeah, tell us about it. You are lying, Amy. This picture was taken recently. Here, see in the background. This year's model car. This could not be taken seven years ago. Recently, when you said you were with your mother, you were with Matt Jeffrey. So I went to Miami. So what if I did? So you killed Matt Jeffrey, poisoned him. That's so what if you did. I asked you to throw them out, Rico. Amy. Poisoned him at breakfast. He died on our boat. Matt Jeffrey, blackmailer number one. Murdered man number one. Amy killed someone else? All of you. Crazy. That little artist, Ray Norton, the man who got hold of one of these pictures. Blackmailer number two. Murdered man number two. Poor Amy. Poor, poor Amy. Because you wanted my wealth. You could have told me, Amy. Crazy. And the blackmail goes on. A hotel clerk who opened Matt's mail. Dreamed up a story, Amy, a good one. Told it to Rico, a story that made it look like the clerk murdered the other two. The clerk I was supposed to capture on the waterfront, maybe kill. Truly, I am sorry, Amy. Amy, put down that gun. Get out of my way. I'll kill him. Amy, do not... Rico. Rico, I didn't mean... It wasn't for you. I wanted... You got in the way, Rico. Rico, you can't die. You can't. Click done, Amy. Uh, murdered man number three. I was wrong. I didn't think she'd cry. Sis. Yeah, you were wrong. Now go home, sailor. I'll take it from here. this wonderful slate, sailing along, calm sea, beautiful day. Now you better head back to Havana. It's going to rain. You're crazy. You've got a cloud in the sky. It's going to rain. Head back. What makes you think it's going to rain? My new scar, this one on my cheek, it twitches. When this scar acts up, it's going to rain. How can you tell that? You haven't had that scar long enough. Look, sailor, I got scars all over. One for snow, one for hail, one for hurricane, one for tornado, and one for cloudy. There's new ones for rain. It twitches, huh? Yeah. What does this do to it? Keep on doing that, sailor. I'm getting a message. Uh huh. Uh huh. Snow, rain, hail. Sailor, the bottom's gonna drop out of the barometer tonight. <laughs> Uh, 
And so, our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall together in Bold Venture. Stay tuned for Life with Luigi, next on Theater of the Mind. Time now to hear the latest adventures of the little immigrant from Italy making his way in his new home in Chicago. Tonight, we hear about his first date with an American girl. We invite you to enjoy life. Life with Luigi, a new comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring that celebrated actor, Mr. J. Carroll Nash, with Alan Reed. A year ago, when Luigi Vasco left Italy to start his new life in America... He promised his mother that he would write her and tell her about his adventures. So now, we look over Luigi's shoulder as he writes another letter to Mama Basco in Italy. Dear Mama Mia, it's now almost one year I'm in America, and everything is new and exciting. Like a traffic system they got here in Chicago. Streets is full of people and cars. In our little town in Italy, is also traffic. Streets is full of people and the goats. <laughs> I'm going to remember how every day a goat to run over somebody. Over here is a much safer. I'm in Chicago one a year, and I'm going to never see anybody get a hit by a goat. <laughs> Mamma mia, I explain to you traffic system in America. It is a very simple. Here they have a light. Red lights mean the cars are stopped, the people are gone. Green lights means the cars are gone, people are stopped. It's a nice and a simple. Only trouble is the mama mia in the middle, they got a yellow light. I'm a hero one a year, still I don't know what is the meaning of yellow light. First, I think, is maybe to keep away mosquitoes. <laughs> then I'm a stand on the corner and a watch and a watch and a watch. And now I think I know. Yellow light is it to mix up everybody and to give a cop enough time to hand out the ticket. <laughs> Mamma mia, sometimes when I think about this traffic system, I, I think America is a very good, but maybe it's a safer for a man in Italy. Goats that don't have offenders. This reminds me of our countryman Pasquale, who has a spaghetti palace next door to my antique store. And who bring me to this country? He is still the one thing I should marry is a fat daughter Rosa. Pasquale, he's got a, what they call here a single track of mine. And Rosa, she's the super chief. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like it this morning, my door opened and... Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, Pasquale. Luigi, my countryman, all the night long, I'm not to sleep better because I'm a worry about you. Just look under my eyes. What do you see? Your nose. <laughs> no, no. What do you see on the top of my nose? More nose. <laughs> Luigi, look under my eyes. You see deep, dark circles. That's from a worrying about you. And you know why I'm worrying about you? Why, Pasquale? Because the trouble with you is you never go out. You in a store all the time. All the day long you sit and read. You sit and you sit. You use your head too much. <laughs> Pasquale, the reason I sit and read is because I'm studying the English language. What's it good to study English when the only one you talk to is me and we talk Italian? <laughs> Luigi, is the time you went out and meet other people. Why you shut yourself up? You like in the closet. You must go out and live and laugh and love. How I do this, Pasquale? Take out of my daughter, Rosa. <laughs> I'm back in the closet again. <laughs> All right, have it your way. I'm not going to bother you about marrying Rosa. I'm going to come here to tell you to go out and have a good time. That's good for your health. Where do you think I should go, Pasquale? Well, we're all the tired of business the men that go at night. To bed? No, they go to night the club. They have a bed there? <laughs> Luigi is a night the club, but not a Turkish bath. <laughs> Pasquale, I like it to go out and enjoy myself when I go to my first night the club. And I do the things American people do. But it's a non-enjoyment to go out with your daughter, Ross. No enjoyment to go out with a Ross, eh? <laughs> Luigi Basco, look at you. Five foot to four, curly hair, two different color eyes, <laughs> big ears, a little nose, a crooked teeth, a green coat, a belt in the back, sneakers. Pasquale, nice to talk, but don't it change in my mind. Listen to your shrimp, your green horn, you. Nobody's gonna go out with you but a big dope. So why don't you go out with my rosa? <laughs> Pasquale, Rossi is a very nice girl, but not for me. Then who is it for you? You've been in America one year, you go out with a nobody. Why? Because no American girls go out with you. That's not true. I never ask American girls. Luigi, you couldn't get an American girl even if you were born an American and a girl is born in Italy. <laughs> I prove you wrong, Pasquale. I get the American girl. All right, my little man. I'm telling you what I do. I show you Pasquale's sport. If you get American girl to go out with you tonight, I pay check at a nightclub. But if you don't get a girl to go out with you tonight, you take out a rosa. Is it not the fair, Pasquale? Oh, little mouse is a talk big. He's not so sure of himself. Huh? I'm sure of myself, Pasquale. I get American a girl and go out tonight, or my name is not Luigi Bosco. What do you say to that? Goodbye, Sam. <laughs> My teacher, Miss Spaulding. Hello, Mr. Luigi. What brings you to my classroom? There's something I want to talk to you about. But the first, here's an apple. What a lovely red apple. Miss Spaulding, if I have my way, I bring you ten apples every day. 
In a one a month, you'll have your own a push cart. <laughs> Mr. Luigi, it's nice of you to think of me that way. Miss Spalding, I'm always a think about you. I remember when I first started in your night school class. Somebody tells me how much little salary you make. You know, since that day, I'm a come to school with my own chalk. Mr. Luigi, that wasn't necessary. And remember last Christmas, the whole class chips in and buys you a fountain pen. And you found the one extra present, handkerchief. That handkerchief was yours? Out of my own pocket. I paid for it to myself. <laughs> Mr. Luigi, that's very touching. You've got no idea how I feel about you. When I stand up in a night school... And I'm going to recite the Jack and the Jill one up at the hill. <laughs> then I'm going to say it to myself, Luigi, when are you and Mr. Spalding going to make it that trip? <laughs> I had no idea you felt this way. You got to no idea how I'm a feel. Remember when it shows that the stupid, delicatessen of man that put the tack under your chair and you sit on it? Believe him in, Mr. Spalding. The pain went right through my heart. <laughs> Please, Miss Spalding, is there something I must know? What is it? Would a nice American girl like you go out with a poor Italian fellow like me? Of course, Mr. Luigi. I wouldn't be an American if Columbus hadn't discovered this place. Aha! Uh -huh. Well, Pasquale is wrong. Tonight do we go tonight to the club. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Luigi, but I have another date for tonight. Oh. Are you sure you tell the truth? Maybe you think I can't afford it. Not at all. In fact, the fellow I'm going out with tonight's very poor. He doesn't have a penny. Oh, he's another school teacher. <laughs> no. What is important for me? I must get American girl for tonight. Why tonight? Because of Pasquale. He's to say I'm not going to get American girl. Now, Mr. Luigi, it's easy to know girls. Have you seen any American girls you like? Sure, I see. Well, then it's very simple. Why don't you call one of them up? How? Just use your phone book. Thank you, my teacher, Miss Spalding. I do. Mrs. Spalling says the use of the phone book. Sounds funny, but I use it. Chicago Telephone Directory. Alaska Five. Let me see. Girls, I look under a G. Garbage disposal. <laughs> Government the bags, the gas, just the generators. Ah, ah, now I'm getting it close. Girdle. Relax. <laughs> Mamma mia, where's the girls? That's so funny, there's an old list of girls. Must be all out of town. What's the other telephone book? Ah, ah, here's a lot of names. American the telephone book, there must be full of good American names. Hello. Oh, who the hell? President Swanson, all of it, by Jinian, Jung Lu, Krauss Meyer. Smith, ah, that's the good. I think I look up nice American name. Mary Smith. Huh. Let me see. Mary Smith. Mary Smith, Mary Smith, Mary Smith, Mary. <laughs> Must be a very popular girl to have a name in it so many times. <laughs> And the look that all the different addresses that she's a guy. 
poor mummy. If people can't get a place to live in this girl, she's got a hundred apartments. <laughs> well, I think they call her up. Well, sure, Pasquale. I'll find a medical girl tonight. Hello, Mary Smith. This is Luigi Basco. Can you go out on a date with me tonight? This is Mr. Smith. What are you saying? Well, I try not to go. I get a different American name. J- John. Betty John. That's the name. Hello? Hello? Is this the Miss Betty John? Yeah, who's this? This is the Luigi. Oh, Jenny Louie. No. No, Louie. Oh, cut it, Louie. When'd you get back? I'm a never wait. Say, <laughs> are you pulling my leg? Oh, my telephone is not the possible. <laughs> Say, who is this anyway? Luigi Basco. You're not kidding? No. It's a funny thing in America, nobody says it goodbye. <laughs> Well, if it looks like a Pasquale, you're going to win as a bet. I'm going to try one more girl. Oh, here's a nice name. Susie Brown. I try. Let me stand for one, please. What number are you calling, please? I'm not calling a number. I'm calling Susie Brown. I'm going to 41. That's a suburban call. I'll have to connect you with the toll operator. Hmm. Phone the company has a two sizes. Toll operator and a small operator. <laughs> well, I guess a toll operator is for long distance. <laughs> Listen, for Luigi Bosco, maybe you got the medium size operator? <laughs> Sorry, your number is busy. Mamma mia. Operator, are you busy? What do you mean, sir? Well, I'm going to a night club tonight. And I'd like to know if you like it to come with me. I'm sorry, it's against the company rule. Then you want to go? I didn't say that. I just said it was against company rule. Oh. However, it's not against the company rules to be in front of the Wrigley building at 8 o'clock wearing red pumps, open toes, mesh stockings, 51 gauge, blue hat with brown feather, and I'll have on a scrumptious fur coat imitation I.J. Fox. <laughs> Peggy Marshak. <gasps> oh, shh, the supervisor's coming. Deposit another five cents, please. And how will I recognize you? Well, well, that's going to be hard. Wait. I know how you recognize me easy. How? I'm going to carry a balloon. And now for the second act of Luigi Vasco's Adventures in Chicago, we turn to page two of his letter to his mother in Italy. So now, Mamma Mia, I'm going to have it tonight. My first date with American girl. If you see me now, Mamma Mia, you think maybe your boy Luigi is a crazy. Here it is a Sunday and I'm already take a bath. <laughs> After that, I pour on myself some special stuff I buy from a barber. It's a very expensive. It cost me ten cents. I have a milk bottle. <laughs> now, now you can smell me all the way to Italy. 
Also, to make good impression, I'm going to dress up extra special. You should have seen my suit now. Looks so brand new after I'm going to get through washing it. <laughs> so now, so now I'm going to tell Pasquale all about my date with American girl. Hello, Pasquale. Well, you like this. My eyes say it's a Luigi, but my nose it don't believe in my eyes. And stop making fun of me, Pasquale. I'm all dressed up for the night club. Oh, Luigi, my son, I'm almost a forgot. Are you all dressed up to take out of my rosa? No, I'm going to take out a telephone operator. Where you get a her? From a telephone company. <laughs> Must to be a new kind of service. <laughs> Pasquale, I'm not here to argue. Remember what you promised me. If I get a date to myself, you pay for the night club. That's the matter. You're crazy. You think I'm going to lock to the barn when somebody's not going out to my horse? But, Pasquale, this afternoon you promised me. Then it was impossible for you to get a girl. It was impossible for me to keep a promise. Now, is it possible for you to get a girl? Is it impossible for me to keep a promise? You mean you're not going to pay? My friend, I give you my answer in two words. Impossible. Pasquale, you think you're killing my good time, huh? Well, you won't. I'm going to use my own money. I'm going to take a girl to night club. We eat, we drink, we dance, we go home in a taxi. And maybe even I'll buy her a flower. Oh, how much money you got, a little man? A dollar and eighty. A dollar eighty, you big stupid. You couldn't uh, you dollar eighty, eh? Sure, that's a fine, fine. With all of that money, you can have a wonderful night. You can go any place to eat all you want. You sure, Pasquale? Well, I prove you. Here, look at my menu. Ham sandwich is twenty cents. With a pickle, it's twenty cents. With a potato chips, the 20 cents. With a bread, the 25 cents. That's funny. People eat the during the daytime. Nighttime of food is sure to be cheaper. Sure, that's right. So maybe a sandwich is only 15 cents. Or you order a whole dinner. In my restaurant, is 65 cents. In a night the club, is a night to rate, maybe 50 cents. You think... You think I can also order the wine? Sure, wine. I charge you 15 cents, maybe they only charge a nickel. Then I have enough to let for a taxi. Sure. That's right. Taxi is only 20 cents a mile. I go only half a mile is a 10 cents. Sure. You see, Luigi, you take a girl out at the night the club like a shape Paris, you eat or you drink, you take a taxi, you still have a 40 cents left over. What are you going to do with it so much to buy me? Let me see. I know. If I like a girl, tomorrow night, I take her out again. In America, I love you. You like the papa to me. Almost. Hey, just five minutes after work. I wonder where is the girl. I'm standing here with my balloon. Maybe she's not to come. Hey. There's the girl with the red the shoes, the black the coat. Oh, Mr. Marshank. Hey, here's me. I beg your pardon. I'm a fellow make a date with you. Luigi Bosco. See the balloon? Oh, brother. No, not as a brother. It's for me, Luigi. <laughs> well, it was a very pleasant evening. Goodbye. Oh, but the lady. 
What about the date with a nightclub? Oh, where are you going to take me? Nice to quiet the place. Here's the Perry. Jeffrey? Oh, you must be really loaded. Appearances are certainly deceitful. So, what about that to me? Okay, let's go. <laughs> Yes, right this way. I have a nice table for the... Hey, ain't you Luigi Bosco? Remember me, Tony Manelli, Napoli. My father, fisherman. Tony Manelli. That's right. You little boy. Now you're big ahead away. <laughs> I'm happy to see you. Please, <laughs> Luigi, no case for you. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand you're going with Pasquale's daughter, Rose. Last time I see Rose, she's a big goose like elephant. But this little girl, she looks just like a chicken. Don't worry, Rose is still big like elephant. This chicken is somebody else. Well, have a good time, Luigi. Fred, sit down in front of the special table. Well, good evening, mister. That's a nice fellow, Luigi. You certainly are the right people. Well, you see, I know him since I'm a baby. My mother used to clean a fish for his father. My dad's father? My father, uh, there was a man. Every morning, winter, summer, snow, rain, he get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. What there? To wake up with my mother to go to work. <laughs> it's a big place, no? Uh-huh. Right this way, sir. Your table. May I have your hat? It's no use to you, say. No fit to you anyway. <laughs> oh, you're so continental. Excuse me while I go powder my nose. Order for me, William Louise. Uh, here's your menu, sir. Thank you, Mr. Waiter. I'm uh, going to order a big meal. Now, let me see. First, we start with, uh, with, uh, Waiter. I think there's a mistake in your menu. What's wrong? It'll stay here. Ham sandwich at $2. <laughs> Is there a decimal point in the wrong place? <laughs> Should have been 20 cents. <laughs> no, it's right, all right. Olive. Olive's a $1. Must have been very expensive fit. Lemma <laughs> chops are $4. Mr. You prepare something special for me? Yes, yes. What would you like? Hammer sandwich for 20 cents. Well, <laughs> 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 sir, you must be joking. Our cover charge is $4. Then take away the tablecloth. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're thinking it over, would you like to order a drink? That's what I like. Good, good. What'll it be? Two glasses of water. <laughs> what can I do? I'll bring it. Two glasses of water, 80 cents. Oh, Mamma mia. Dr. Pasquale, he's to do this on a meat purpose. Now, what am I going to do? Oh, Luigi. I'm enjoying myself immensely. Uh, what did you order for us? Nothing. Oh, you're so considerate. You wouldn't order without me. Well, I know just what I want. Steak. I was afraid of that, so let's you go. Oh, we just came. And they had such a good floor show. Danny Thomas and the Fat Flying the Coppice. Listen to Peggy. Listen to Peggy, I must tell you the truth. 
The reason we go is because I Luigi, don't know. Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello, hello. I see you celebrate. So, well, sit down. We join you. Pasquale, we're going. Pasquale, don't push. Then stay. We all have a good time. Pasquale, Luigi. Oh, you're here alone, Pasquale? Now, I'm here with my daughter, Rosa, the two of us. We're the preachers. <laughs> Rosa, come here. Say hello to Luigi. <laughs> hello, Luigi. Hello. <laughs> hello, Rosa. Say hello to the young lady. Hello, young lady. Hello, Rosa. Anything else you want me to say, Papa? No, shut up your face. <laughs> Luigi, we're very happy to be your guest. I'm glad if somebody's happy. Well, are we going to eat? I love the food. Luigi, you eat yet? No, the food here is finished. <laughs> I don't think what do you mean. Well, I'm order. Waiter. Yes, sir. Uh, put this down. Uh, two shrimp cocktails, uh, two vegetable soup, uh, two chef salad, uh, two T-bone steak, uh, two mashed potatoes, uh, two string of beans, two bottles of beer, two Boston cream pie, two cups of coffee, and uh, two plates of ice cream. Will that be all? No, I'll have to the same. <laughs> After the best supper I'm having in my life, a steak, a potatoes, a pie, a ice cream, what could have come after such a supper? The electric chair. Luigi, <laughs> you're a wonderful host. I'm so full I could bust. When? Hey, Pasquale, I hope you and the Ross enjoy the meal. Very much, Tony. I'm sorry, Luigi, don't eat it because the man who pays the check, he should eat. It's a good idea, Pasquale. You eat, you pay the check. <laughs> no, Luigi, I'm not going to take this pleasure away from you. Please, foster yourself, Pasquale. <laughs> no, it's no use. Tony, give Luigi the check. Tony, Tony, I'm ashamed, but I must have... Hey, Luigi, that I Luigi, know. sit down. Pasquale. <laughs> the check. <laughs> I'm not going to pay. <laughs> Luigi is going to pay. Oh, no. You wait till you pay. <laughs> Before I pay. You wash it a dish. Oh, no. First you pay. What a cheap frame up. <laughs> All right. I pay, but I'm going to never come here again. The food is terrible. I wrote, sir. I'll have two of the same. Oh, shut up, you thing. Well, Tony, thank you. Hey, sit down, sit down, Louise. Don't run away. I'm going to explain why I give Pasquale the check. Why? Well, six years ago, Pasquale bring me to Chicago. Uh -huh. He promised me big opportunities. What do you think is a big opportunity? Not to tell me. You're right. Rosa. <laughs> One year, he make my life a miserable trying to marry me to Rosa. But tonight, tonight, I finally get even with him and thanks to you, Luigi, my countryman. You're welcome, Tony. But please, now we have to go. No, no, no. Now you and your girlfriend sit down and eat. It's, yes, the food is on the house. Thanks, Tony. But if it's the same to you, please put a food on the table. <laughs> All right, what are you going to have? I'm going to let the Peggy order. Peggy, you favor, please. 
Baked potatoes, pie, ice cream, coffee, bread and butter. <laughs> okay. And Tony, one more thing. What's that? No water. <laughs> Well, uh, good night, Peggy. Thank you, Louie, Jean. Is it this American custom? Standing in the hallway? Yeah. But don't ring on the doorbells. You wake up all the neighbors. Peggy, I'm going to tell you something. It's the first time tonight I'm going to go out to an American girl. Tell the truth. You're going to have a good time, huh? Oh, no, Luigi. I had a wonderful time. You did? Uh-huh. I don't believe you. Oh, yes. And you know what I like about you, Luigi? You like? Yes. Every other fellow I go out with, all they can think of is wrestling. You're different. If you like, I study wrestling. No! Luigi, <laughs> I'm not doing anything Tuesday night. Maybe you're not doing anything Tuesday night. So what? Maybe we're both are not doing anything on Tuesday night. No. It means we have a date. Oh, oh, oh. Good night. Good night. I said good night. That's what I said. <laughs> good night. Good night. And so, Mama Mia, I'm a closing this letter to tell you everything that come out the good. On my first date with American girl. But maybe you think I was act a little too fresh. I let the girl kiss me. <laughs> also, Mamma Mia, I must say, I'm a very great support to Alexander Graham Abella for an inventing a telephone operator. P.S. <laughs> you're a loving son of Luigi, the little immigrant. over most of these stations when Luigi Vasco writes another letter to Mama Vasco describing his adventures in America. Life with Luigi is a Cy Howard production and is written by Highcraft and Cy Howard and stars J. Carol Nash as Luigi Vasco with Alan Reed as Pasquale. Music is directed by Lynn Murray. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Cloak and Dagger, followed by Fibber McGee and Molly. Thanks to Paul Stringer and Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.